Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Amplifying Voices, a fact anthology podcast on partisan politics, policies, history, people, and California community colleges. The podcast is brought to you by the Communications Committee for the Faculty Association of California Community Colleges. I'm your host, Ryan Tripp. For this particular episode, we're chatting with two student leaders in the association, Anna Matthews and Jenny, Jenny Dang. Welcome to the podcast of student activists. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're delighted to be here. So uh, please introduce yourselves. Jenny, you can go first. Yeah, well, hello, everyone. My name is Jenny Dang. I am one of the student coordinators for this year, um, and I'm currently studying political science at UC Berkeley, and I was previously at De Anza College. Hi, I'm Anna. Um, and I was at San Joaquin Delta College, graduated in 2021, and I'm currently a senior um, political science student at the University of San Francisco. Thank you. So, uh, Anna, you can go first on this. Uh, can you provide our listeners with your, with your background uh, prior to registering in the California Community College system? Yeah, um, so I had a bit of a unique community college experience. Um, I joined San Joaquin Delta College as a dual enrollment student as opposed um, to I think a regular community college student. So that means when I was in high school, um, I joined a high school that had an affiliation um, with the community college system. Um, and it was called like a middle college. There are a couple of those. So I had been taking probably two community college classes a semester throughout high school. Um, wow. So that was kind of my background. So that's a little bit, you know, maybe different. Um, but I think it was a really good experience It because um, I came, I come from Stockton, California, pretty low income area, not lots of, you know, resources and opportunities available. So I think being able to, you know, partake in the middle college system really gave me more opportunities as far as, you know, electives and being able to take classes and learn about subjects that otherwise weren't offered. Um, so I think it was a really big benefit. And, you know, the middle college program at San Joaquin Delta College benefits so many students and definitely changes lives. So I'm grateful to have been able to participate in that. Excellent. Uh, Jenny? Yeah, um, for me, I did not do um, a middle college. I didn't have that for my high school. I originally was planning to commit to UC Irvine right out of um, high school as a business marketing major. Um, but I graduated in 2020, which was right when COVID and quarantine and everything happened. So due to that and due to some financial issues, um, I opted for community college. And I think that was overall a great choice for me just because I originally was going to go to Irvine as a business marketing major and I switched to political science when I was applying for community college which is something that I don't think I would have had the confidence to do if I were to go to Irvine um, and it was overall really great for me I was really able to learn more about myself because I think when I was originally applying for colleges I was just kind of going along with what all of my friends were doing. Everyone was doing STEM or business. So um, it really allowed me to kind of reflect on myself and what I really care about. And yeah. So uh, which 
uh, I mean, you've already alluded to this, but which college or colleges uh, did you attend? And I think more to the point, if you can elucidate your academic pursuits and career aspirations, um, I know that they're, they're constantly changing, right? But at, at this point, your, your academic pursuits and career aspirations, and Jenny, uh, you, can, you can go first on this. Yeah, um, like I said before, I attended De Anza College in Cupertino. Um, and right now I am at UC Berkeley, so I'm just planning on wrapping up my senior year next year, and I'm still considering um, graduate school. I would be planning to take a master's in public policy, um, but I'm also trying to figure out if I want to take a year off and get some work experience in before. Um, before I apply, so I'm not too sure on that yet, and I think I definitely want to continue working um, in public policy, whether it's through um, nonprofit work or um, through like legislative work. So yeah, but as of right now, I'm still trying to figure it out, I think. Anna? Um, so like I said, I attended San Joaquin Delta College, and then I transferred to the University of San Francisco. Um, I have two more months of school, which is really excited, which is really exciting, excuse me. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, so as far as academic pursuits go, like that, just wrapping up my bachelor's in poli-sci um, is my current endeavor. And then um, I will be working um, as facts advocacy manager. So um, upon my graduation, so as far as career aspirations go, I'm excited to do that for a couple of years. Um, after that, I would like to do a master's in um, public administration. I'm not sure exactly when. It depends on um, how things with FAC go, but I'm really excited to exit the world of academia for a little while and <laughs> um, get to work full time with um, FAC. And, you know, beyond that, I think it would be cool to at some point maybe become a registered lobbyist and um, kind of get to do this sort of stuff, legislative advocacy, um, specifically for causes that are important to me um, full time. That would be a dream. How did you uh, both become leaders in your respective community colleges, Anna? Um, so like I said, it was kind of weird because I was, I was what, 15, 16, 17 when I was involved in the community colleges. So I was definitely the youngest in many of my classes. Um, but I will say, as far as leadership goes, um, I have to give a lot of credit to my poli-sci professors, um, Professor Syrian Villavicencio and um, Professor Joel Blank. Um, when I took, I didn't, I was actually like an engineering like major at first, and then I realized <laughs> I hated math like too much to do myself to a life like that. No shade to um, all of the engineers out there. Um, <laughs> and I took intro to political science and American government with um, Professor V when I was a, what, I think sophomore in high school, and it changed my life. And basically, he noticed me and invited me to partake in the Politics Law and Society Club's um, event that had then Assemblywoman student, Egg Susan Talamantes Eggman, excuse me, speaking. And I went for that, learned about civic engagement, and that was it. I was down the rabbit hole of poli-sci after that. I joined the department and um, got involved in the club. We hosted the local mayoral debate. You know, we were doing all sorts of um, politically engaged things within the city. And um, we had a very strong cohort. Um, and we're all still friends, even though we've um, gone off and we're doing all sorts of things. So I feel like... Um, through getting involved 
um, within the department, I was able to kind of become more of a student leader. Um, granted, like I was so young that as far as actual leadership positions within the community college goes, I didn't really have many opportunities um, as far as that went, but I do think that I have become more of a student leader in the sense of being a community college student or a former community college student after I left community college just because it's had such a profound impact on me and I really want to give back to this community that shaped me. All right. Uh, Jenny? Yeah, um, for me, my time at community college was completely online, so I didn't have a lot of opportunities to be on campus. Um, and because of that, I didn't really start getting super involved um, until my second year at community college when I applied for my college's public policy internship um, with my professors, Bob Stockwell and Jim Nguyen. Um, and that was an incredible opportunity for me. Um, I got to learn a lot about the legislative process and lobbying and kind of just stepping into the realm of student leadership in a college um, environment. I had previously had leadership experience in high school um, and it was definitely a lot more different. Um, we were working with a smaller team and we got to do some lobbying events and some trainings for other student volunteers. And outside of that, I had a little bit of volunteer experience with my college's political action committee as well. Um, that one, I wasn't too involved with in terms of leadership, but I think it was definitely a great like starting point for me. Um, and overall, it was just a really incredible learning experience for me. And I think it's really helped me grow into the person I am today, professionally and personally. Um, and it's really helped me figure out what I want to do um, in the future. So, yeah. All right. Okay. So this is kind of the, our, this is kind of the pivot question here. Uh, how did you both become involved with the Faculty Association of California Community Colleges? And what were and are your, uh, maybe will be your respective roles? Uh, Jenny, you can roll first. For me, I first was introduced to FAC through my public policy internship at my community college. We actually attended FAC's advocacy and policy conference last year. Um, and it was there where I got to learn more about FAC as an organization, but it's also where they introduced the students to their upcoming internship program. Um, so I was able to talk to Harlem Lee about it a little bit at the conference. And after I came home and I reached out to him through email and um, was able to get through the application process and I went through the interview process and everything and now here I am with Anna as um, one of the student coordinators. Um, our role is, I think, essentially just kind of helping out with the legislative committee and with um, Herlem and trying to help with membership. So we do a lot of um, researching candidates, um, helping out with endorsement interviews, and we're currently uh, following along the legislative process. So we're writing letters of support and yeah, and I'll let Anna give more of a spiral on it as well. Yeah, of course. Um, so I became involved with FAC um, in sort of a different way. I didn't get to attend an ANP. So actually, while I was in community college, I didn't know that FAC existed. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I was, I think it was around this time last year and I got an email from my professor blank and he was like, Hey, like I'm involved with this organization called FAC, which I recalled because he has a FAC t-shirt that he proudly wears around <laughs> he goes. Um, and he was like, yeah, they have a student coordinating position open. Um, here's Evan's email. Can you apply? And I was like, you know, at that point I had been applying for other internships um, in Sacramento. And I was like, I'm not sure how this will go, but I applied. Um, I ended up getting two positions for that summer, one as a policy intern with the Western Central on Law and Poverty, and two, the FAC student coordinating position. And I was in a bit of a rock and a hard place. It would have been possible for me to do both at the same time. But Evan was like, hey, how about you do your internship with Western Center? And then you come hang out with FAC once you're wrapped up with that. So I spent my last summer in Sacramento um, doing legislative work with um, the Western Center, which I think has definitely prepared me well for um, what I am doing with FAC now and what will be, what I will be doing with FAC. Um, and then in September of this past year, I started as one of the other FAC student coordinators. Um, working with Jenny has been a joy. Um, and I'm going to miss her for sure um, when she wraps up her time with FAC. But um, yeah, I've just been a student coordinator. As Jenny said, um, those are kind of the things that we've been working on. Um, but I will be trans I will be transitioning um, to my role as um, FAC's advocacy manager and kind of um, moving out of membership and straight into um, handling our legislative affairs, working a lot with um, Wendy, the FAC president, and Austin, um, FAC's lobbyist. So my capacity in FAC is changing um, and it'll be more aligned with my career aspirations, which is something, which is something I'm really excited about. So um, it's cool to be able to integrate the field as far as what I want to do as a career goes, as well as my passion for higher education and my desire to give back to the community colleges because they really did fundamentally change my life. Thank you. Uh what do you have planned for the future vis-a-vis -vis, uh, FAC and your continuing uh, educational pathways? Um, you know, uh, what what are your overarching goals, Anna? Um, like I said, um, my future is kind of looking like FAC as of now. Um, I'm excited to start as advocacy manager, and I don't know how long I will be in that position, but I'm hoping it'll be for a while, and I'm excited to pick up um, tangible skills in the field and, you know, get to interact with faculty, which is one of my favorite parts of this position, I think. Um, can you elaborate and, on, can you elaborate a bit on what advocacy managers actually do and how it will per be personally fulfilling and professionally fulfilling for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so really just, you know, working on position papers, tracking bills, looking at bill language and the way that it changes, working with the legislative committee to, you know, take stances on bills, um, going in with Austin, Wendy, and Evan over the summer in person to testify on bills, to provide public comment on bills that we're supporting or bills that we're opposing, um, kind of navigating relationships with the other community college organizations um, that we work with and, um, just seeing how we can achieve like common goals. Um, so lots of things on the legislative end. Um, so that's sort of what I will be doing. Um, and I'm gonna have a lot of support from the FAC team. So I'm excited um, to move forward into that role. As far as, you know, 
how that's important to me personally. Um, I was shadowing and interning for an advocate like all of last summer. So mm. it's kind of a huge step for me to go from like straight from shadowing someone and being like, wow, this is what I would love to do for a living. Like, I don't know when or where or how, but this is what I want to do. Um, to like getting that dream job, like straight out the jump after I graduate um, from university. So that's really like, this is a dream come true. And I'm so grateful to FAC for providing this opportunity to me because this past December when I was applying to jobs, you know, there would like be like research positions where I need to know how to code in R and, you know, just things that didn't feel as personally fulfilling for me, things that would have been good for skill building, but not necessarily things that I was super passionate about. And, you know, I was looking at advocacy manager and advocate positions at other organizations I'd worked with over the summer and they required like eight years experience, five years experience. So I really <laughs> figured that it was going to take me a long time um, to get to this point. Um, and then one day Evan was like, hey, what are your plans for after graduation? We have a position open. And, you know, I was a little bit shell shocked, I think, that someone like me would be considered. Um, but I'm just really grateful for, the, for this position. And it's definitely um, sped up the timeline on which I'm accomplishing my career goals. Um, so I'm I'm really grateful to FAC for just um, providing me the opportunity to do that. And I'm excited to take my passion and my commitment to the community colleges and their faculty and students and um, use the skills that I learned with the Western Center in the, in the legislature and um, really combine those two things in order to make powerful change that impacts students and faculty. All right, Jenny, same question. What are your overarching goals I guess that is for you your your sort of end game here for uh, for for factivism and your any kind of continuing educational or career pathways and you know personal and professional fulfillment. Yeah, um, well, for me, I still have one more year of college to finish up after this year, so um, I will be wrapping up my term with FAC this May, um, which is so sad because uh, I feel like I really learned a lot and it was great working with Anna. Um, but I know that FAC is in great hands with her and that it's going to be an incredible opportunity for her and also for FAC to have her because she's incredible. Um, but as for my future professional and educational endeavors, I will be in Sacramento this summer as a Cal and SAC fellow. So great. I will be interning with um, the California Health Access for LGBTQ plus community which will be really fun. Um, I hope to learn more about health policy um, because I think a lot of my previous experience has to do with higher education. And while this is a huge passion of mine, um, health, policy, health policy is something that I have been kind of interested in recently. So I think it'll be a great opportunity for me to step my toes into and after that, I will be heading to um, Washington, D.C. for fall semester next year um, as a UCDC fellow. And yeah, um, after college, like I said, I still don't really know. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. But um, I just hope to continue learning and growing um, within my professional field and kind of narrowing down what I think I want to pursue in the future. It looks like Jenny will be having an action packed um, summer and, and next semester. And 
Uh, I'm so excited to see where she goes. She's so talented and kind and passionate, and she's going to make such big waves in the political world. And um, it's just been such a pleasure to, to work with her. And wherever she goes, they will be very lucky to have her. All right. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, Jenny can go first on this. Uh, what have you been, what if, let me rephrase this, what if your, your experience has been in uh, student participatory governance, um, I think mostly at the state level via FAC, but also at your community college, what, how do you, where do you think it's going and if you have any kind of input or critique or, um, you know, appraisal? I think definitely the atmosphere around student participation Tory governance is changing. I think a lot more students are starting to become more involved. And um, I think that's incredible just because more students have the confidence and also the resources to get involved in governance. I know for me, when I first came into community college, I never really saw myself being given the opportunity to be able to speak with lobbyists or speak with legislators and kind of um, gain experience in that realm and I feel like now definitely looking at this new generation of students there are so many more students who are not only passionate about student leadership and advocacy but are really starting to take a step forward in that which I think is incredible when we attended the advocacy and policy conference this year, I think there is definitely a larger student cohort in general, which was incredible to see. And all of the students that I spoke to were so passionate and so ready to get started in this world. So I think that was incredible. Um, and yeah, I think it's definitely going towards a brighter path for student advocacy. Anna, do you have any comments or insights? Yeah, um, I feel like it's really cool the the way that community colleges do student participatory student participatory governance, um, as opposed to you know high schools for example or even like four year universities where I feel like it's almost more of a popularity contest than anything in order to get votes and um, mm -hmm. get things done. And I found that you know students in community college who participate in student governance. Um, really have a passion and fire for it. They're really committed and um, it's not just for a resume, it's because they genuinely see that the good things that the community colleges are doing and they wanna be you know, involved politically. They want to um, be leaders in their community. And um, I really think that there's a quality of students there um, because of a quality of commitment um, that has been really wonderful to see. Um, as far as, you know, my, role and contributions, you know, kind of the, to this community changing. I think it's been really cool to, you know, see how FAC not only advocates for students, you know, and kind of let students also advocate for themselves, but, you know, advocating for faculty, that's huge. And um, it's been such a blessing to be on the student side of that and get to see the hardships that our professors are going through that we don't often see in the classroom. Um, because the truth is that, you know, a, a professor can only teach as well as, you know, their working conditions. So it's been um, a really cool experience to sort of give back not only to students, but also give back to the faculty who um, brought me to where I am today by being able to advocate for them and better understand their needs and um, desires in this profession um, as I become an advocate at FAC. Great. All right. Um, so uh, Andy, you can go on go first on this this is sort of the our, our kind of concluding if not climactic question here 
Uh, do you have any advice for prospective student leaders? And you can, you know, include your own approach to uh, student leadership. Yeah, um, I think my time at the advocacy and policy conference um, recently, as Jenny said, was really um, transformative, specifically when we got to help run the student caucus and got to interact with um, students from our own community colleges and other community colleges and kind of um, see what the landscape is like there. And um, I was just really like inspired and motivated to keep pushing um, because of how committed these students are to making change. And, um, you know, my advice for them is, especially as someone who can be perceived as a student who quote unquote made it, um, is to really pay it forward. Um, once you make it and you have the resources, you have the skill sets, pass them on to other students because, you know, we're out here breaking generational curses, we're making changes, um, and we need to make sure that we're, if we're the first to do that, we will not be the last. So I think it's really important that we create a legacy and make sure that other people are able to walk through the doors that have been opened for us. Um, so I think that was something cool that I definitely um, got to do at ANP. Um, but my advice for prospective student leaders, especially in the community colleges, is that, you know, sometimes you're going to be the only one in the room who looks like you. You're going to be the only one in the room who talks like you. Like, lots of us have overcome so many barriers to entry um, in this field and um, are facing so many challenges that lots of other students don't face. But that's your superpower. It makes you different, but that makes you special. Um, and lots of us don't see people who are like us at, at tables, but that means we need to be those people. We need to be the ones representing the people who are like us and um, making sure that um, there's diverse perspectives in the community colleges and in higher ed policy and whatever policy sphere they um, want to enter. But we've created a really strong community. Like I feel like there's a community in community colleges that other universities don't have. So it's important to lean on each other and uphold each other, lift each other up. Um, and make sure that we all have the bandwidth to just keep pushing forward, even, even though it's hard. So that's kind of my like community-based approach to student leadership and what it means to further the movement. Jenny, do you have any advice? And uh, can you elucidate your uh, approach to student leadership? Yeah, I think Anna said it perfectly, um, kind of just students supporting students, because at the end of the day, no one understands student um, experiences more than each other and our peers. Um, for me, I think some advice I would have is probably just, I think intimidation a lot of times can get in the way of a lot of students wanting to get involved because I know that was something that held me back for a while. And it's just like Anna said, knowing your power and knowing that your voice really does matter. Um, and it's easy to be intimidated when you're the youngest in the room or there's no one else who looks like you and you, you're scared of not saying the right thing, but there is never a wrong thing to say um, in the realm of advocacy. And, you know, I think it's just important for students to kind of take a leap of faith, I guess. Um, it's never going to be just like an uphill um, or it's not never going to be a straight path. Um, there's going to be ups and downs, but um, never get discouraged by it. And I think just really remember why you're there and know that like you have people to lean on um, in this. So, 
Well, that's great. Um, so that does it for this episode, folks. Uh, Jenny and Anna, I really do appreciate you uh, coming on this and uh, kind of explicating exactly what student leadership and uh, student activism is all about. Yeah, thank you. All right. So uh, Amplifying Voices is a production of the Fact Communications Committee. Please tune in 